Welcome to Rants About Humanity, a podcast where we interview guest experts with passionate opinions about important topics that don't get enough attention. Raw, unfiltered, thought-provoking perspectives with no censorship. With your host, Philip Van Houta. Welcome everyone to the Rants About Humanity podcast. Today I have Roman Wegman as a guest. He is a high performance expert and a former military sergeant helping ambitious male entrepreneurs to dominate in life and business. And you know what I'm really curious about, about your experience, because you just talked about it when we started the call, that it's getting crazy in the Netherlands. And I still know that I talked to you like what it is like a year and a half ago. And you were like, well, Phil, kind of taking it a bit extreme, you know, like, why are you worrying so much? You know, maybe I think a bit you're overreacting. Like, what was your experience then? Because I'm always curious about your journey. And I see now that you have a bit like, whoa, 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 this is, this is turning into really crazy stuff. Yeah, man. So first and foremost, thank you for the introduction. But yeah, <laughs> it has been a fucking crazy time. If I look back one year ago, I was thinking, yo, what are you doing, man? You're too crazy about everything. I was thinking he's like crazy on everything, but it also inspired me because for me, one of the things that I realized myself is something that feels a bit odd. I need to dive deep into them to see why is this person seeing things differently than me? So I, I honestly think in terms of COVID situation, you were the first one who was opening my eyes, like there was something going on. One year later, I was still like very, yeah, how can I say it best? I was thinking it would be gone very quickly. But mm. now, just like last week ago, the Netherlands went uh, full Titan mode uh, like crazy. And for me, that was like an eye-opener, like, okay, hey, now it's time to go all in with what I do. I was always thinking it's not my time to speak up my voice about this situation, but that totally shifted because yeah, I've been in the military fighting for freedom and this is nothing, nothing to do with freedom anymore. So uh, it's crazy. <laughs> and I totally relate to what you say, because I know a lot of people like just a little bit, it'll be over soon, like soon it will be over and look at us now. We're almost like more than 19 months later. Yeah. And that's still no end in sight, right? No end in sight. It's, for me, it just feels like the beginning of beautiful things, but it also a lot of dark stuff in terms of like really difficult times. And lately I've been telling guys, listen, if you can stay true to yourself, you will become that diamond who is going to change the world after everything is gone and everything is done because you are now shaped in one of the most difficult situations especially mindset wise and if you do that yeah nothing can stop you if you can survive this stuff nothing can stop you at least that's what i tell myself just to hold strong because of course difficult times are always there for everyone we, we are humans no robots but the robots are coming as well but that's a different thing <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and diamonds are made in the underground right it's not like you yeah. walk around oh there's a diamond here like immediately yeah. ready it's like shaped in the underworld right but that's something that i mean i had this position and i don't feel glad that all of my predictions most of them came true i, I wish that nothing that i say is coming true but i just honor the fact that you were open to maybe say like oh i approached this wrong or maybe there's something else going on. But I see a lot of people, but they're slowly like waking up that even though there's so much evidence, like mm, it's not going back, it's not normal, they still 
not fight, yeah, not question. That's crazy. That's so crazy, man. But um, now I also realize that I always had too good in all the people. But that's okay. It's better to see too good in the people than too worse. But is there yeah, anything that, that, that you learned from your war situation that in mindset wise approach what you're fighting for, how it's evolving, that is reminding you of war? Yeah, yeah. So for me, this situation reminds me of what's truly valuable to me. And that's my family, my pillars in life, like my family, my health, my mind, everything that's important is really important right now. If you don't have anything of these things in check, you are probably on the side of going the easy route because you're in stress, you're in, in fear or whatever. I can relate to a situation when I was in Afghanistan that I reminded myself if I didn't have these pillars in check, this would be a really bad situation. And at that moment, I was just relaxed, even though it was a stressful situation, I was just relaxed, calm and focused. And for me, that's also why I do what I do because everything is based on those experiences and what i see right now most people don't have pillars in check they just do something they only focus on one thing they think that will be fixing everything and then they are just in like in the system loop doing whatever someone else is telling them to do yeah when you you're in an army you fight for something right you're not just sit back in your chair watching the television and say like oh yeah my lieutenant my colonel they will do the difficult work and david yeah. <laughs> yeah and and even back then, it's, it's super interesting because now what we see is, is, is like society, we need to listen to, ob obey to like uh, politics, to uh, the higher people, let's say it like that. And it was the same in the military as well. And the interesting thing is, we as people on the ground, we didn't trust uh, the highest generals because they were all politicians. They joined by good means, but they were all like brainwashed to become like semi-politicians in the army suit and made really bad decisions. That's why I left, one of the thousand reasons why I left, also why a lot of other colleagues left as well, because it has nothing to do with real freedom. It has, all has to do with the whole game and play. Yeah, and that's politics, right? And you know what's interesting? Like my friend Barak Arnard also says this, when do politicians take responsibility? When they resign. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, they resign, yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah. time that they take responsibility. When you, as a shoulder for your army, for your, you know, uh, mates, you take responsibility every yeah. moment, every mission. But politicians, you know, commanders, they only like, he took responsibility when he resigned. Yeah, 100%. And I honestly think that this is so crucial right now. Taking responsibility is gone. It's not sexy. It's like almost illegal. Like you better just lie and say, hey, it's not my mistake. Or just say, hey, okay, I forgot about it. That's at least how they do it in the Netherlands. Like, okay, I forgot about it. And nobody talks about it. I know for sure if I would make a fuck up and I would lie about it, my whole team would make sure that I would be kicked out of the team as soon as possible. And what's happening right now, the whole team... It's just following the lead. And that's for me. Total this is something bullshit. that I found interesting and that I have difficulty with because sometimes, you know, soldiers are freedom fighters and they fight for freedom. But sometimes other people tell you what to do. They limit your freedom and they make stupid decisions. 
So sometimes you want to do things because you're told, you know, everybody just does whatever they want to do. But yeah. if you're, I call them rebel with a cause in an army, and then you kind of feel like, yeah, but my freedom is being threatened. Freedom of my group is being threatened. And you just have to blindly follow orders. It would create some friction behind fighting yeah. for freedom, but then feeling like this is not serving freedom of me and my brothers and my people around me. Yeah, man. I have a beautiful example of this. Like, I have one coach uh, within my team as well. He's way more experienced in the military, like 17 years or so in the military as a leader. And he resigned because the last time he went in Afghanistan, one of the generals told them, like, you need to use the German vehicles. Well, we mm -hmm. Netherlands, we have way better vehicles, way more protected against IEDs and bombs and stuff like that. But we needed to use the German ones just for politics. Well, it's a way higher risk mm. for the guys who are in the vehicles. Those generals are never going to drive into the vehicles, right? So he told them like, hey, what's up with these vehicles? And he was like, yeah, I don't listen to you. You just need to use it. And for him, it was the breaking point. Like, listen, I'm done. If I need to put my safety in place because he wants to get like, I, I can't say it in English, but like he wants to uh, level Promotion. up. Yeah, I want to have promotion, just uh, like the butt of his uh, mm -hmm. superiors, then that's what they do. And I think that's the difference between when you're on the higher ranks. Of course, it's not always for everyone, but you get brainwashed into that. Most well, that, of them. This is the thing that I found because it has a special place in my heart for soldiers and people who fight for something, you know, but more and more I believe it has to be buttoned up and fighting for like values and freedom from uh, within the people and within the community. But I'm really curious about everybody who fought in Afghanistan like you. How the hell do you feel about Afghanistan when you spend your lives <laughs> there, your money there, your missions there, and you look now what happened to Afghanistan and it's like almost the same as fucking... Yeah, man. <laughs> How does yeah. this feel then as a soldier? Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's definitely feeling less pressure and less like feeling of how can i say it best like i, I cannot come with the word but like feeling that it was all for nothing mm. let's say it like that but for me the reason that i was there was for a whole different thing than i actually was there that's something mm. i realized over there like i was there in afghanistan driving in the vehicle outside of the base and i was thinking okay what if we were not here probably this happens and everything is back to normal. And that was the feeling that I got when I was over there. And then a couple of years later, that exact same thing happened. So for me, it was just an acknowledgement like, okay, my feelings, my gut feeling is real. And mm -hmm. what do I mean by that is for me, it just felt like we were like playing risk and power so that we show like, look at us, we are doing good for the world. While a lot of other things probably are going on, but we don't know. Would you say you and were in a false ego stage back then? You wanted to prove something and get status, a kind of false yeah, like, so, la lack of inner values and just, I might as well serve someone to prove I'm yeah. something. Yeah. So for me, the reason why I was in the military was I was, I didn't have any direction in my life. And the only thing that I had was like a pull towards, I wanted to make an impact on the world, on people. And for me, that was, okay, the military is the only way to do that. Especially when you never really fit in anywhere, like on school, 
in groups. I had good, I had a lot of good friends, but still I always felt like different and still does. But for me, then the military, like the most outcasts who don't know what to do, they join the military. That's just mm-hmm. the thing. The most troublemakers join the military. Most of them join it for ego. Like, look at me, I'm a military sergeant or military soldier, and I'm now better than you. That's something I've never felt like that. And that's mm-hmm. also why my business is called the pure man, because I always was something like that. And also in the military, I didn't feel yeah, really well into yeah, fitting in, in this group because it's a alpha culture, which in my opinion is just bullshit. But that's mm. something I don't see a lot of people talk about. But for me, the pure man, what I talk about is just the best version of what the alpha man should be. Is it loving, a pure man or more a purified man? Pure. Basically, it's more than that. For me, it's more spiritual. Mm. Like if you rem- remove your ego conditioning, everything, I'll leave that to the side. And there's only one thing left. Some people call it God. I call it a pure man. And that's what drives me to watch what I need to create or want to create in this world. But it is also, if we look at like the male structures, I always had issues with guys who were like the typical alpha male, loud, screaming. I know when I need to take my stand. I know when I want to say something which is valuable. And then I see people like that. They will, will be put on the pedestal. But most of the time, they just talk shit or about themselves. So for me, I always had like a fight with them, but I never really could place it. Why? And now I realize with this mission in mind that this is the case. Because I also have a lot of feminine traits, energy, let's say it like that, which I embody, which makes me, in my opinion, a way stronger man. Well, this is, it's interesting what you say, because I'm also delving into my own hero's journey and what the steps are. And I think first you work on external fulfillment and then it's like the status, the women changing your body. And then, then you, you got the outside meaning of life, but not the inside meaning of life. And then you start working on the inside, like what's my personality? What are my strengths? What do I want? Where's my shadows? You start working with the inside. And then the third one is you bring it out in the world with your gifts, with your wholeness, making the impact, <laughs> right? And what I see, but that's what I see. I know a lot of people are motivated and, I'm, and, and I love it and they're great. And I'm, I'm curious about, because I think this journey also happened for you. And that will also be the person that I'm right now. I'm not inspired by Jocko Willick and David Goggins. I see, and especially with David Goggins, I see men in pain and still using yeah. pain to move forward and all about external fulfillment and treating the body like a slave and pushing and structuring which can get you somewhere, especially if you have no discipline, no direction as a man, you need first to have the structure. But I miss that vulnerability, that shadow work, that knowing themselves, that sharing, that mission, that openness. It's also disciplinary. It's also like they treat their life and their body like, a, like with a whip, like with a slave, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they force themselves to do this and have this mindset. So in the beginning of the journey of men, it can inspire them. But I'm not so inspired because for me, it's a very flat and one-sided view. 100%, 100%. And it's, that is a very interesting thing because I'm actually in the journey. Like last week, I gained new insights because for me, it's really easy to get into like the Joko Willink vibe. <laughs> for me, like, boom, very direct. But that's just me and my natural habitat, what I've been teaching in the military when I'm teaching, very directive teaching. I realized and also had a lot of feedback from guys Yo, if you look at my socials, if you look at what I preach, what do you miss? 
everyone says mm. you have a warm heart mm. you're very kind loving mm. open and that's what i don't see in social media mm. and i was like and this is exactly what i'm trying to bring more to the table and this is exactly what i was missing in the military as well because what i truly believe and that's happily also with my co-coach who was also an ex-military sergeant we both know how to be an alpha male but then there is a lot of things missing which we then bring to the world as like hey we know what's what's up in the military we can teach a discipline structure uh, whatever you need to become a strong man but we will also teach you to show vulnerability on the right moments to be a more powerful leader more powerful man to be open for everything right to step into your power at the right moments but also show that when you struggle that you are open about it because then you will lead more people automatically you'll be automatically more inspiring and what I've seen, I was automatically always going into that alpha state because that's just what I've been teached. I also see almost most of my ideal types of clients reposting. You don't that recognize stuff. what you did that you asked, yeah. like, hey, guys, should I make a challenge of lifting every day to get into shape and do it? I get that yeah. mindset. I was there myself yeah. at the habits yeah. and crashing it. But then sometimes you're dragging yourself, you know, by the neck, like, yeah. do I really want to <laughs> yeah. do this? Is this still serving me? You know, I'm still like yeah. you know, trying to prove this, this version so many times that I already achieved. I don't know if you get that feeling, but also. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For, and, and that's the, when we met one year ago and when we met right now, it's a huge personal development journey. I could make 10x the money, but I chose to really go to the hero's journey to the deep spiritual path, because I was going automatically back to that alpha state, which is not what I'm really, yeah, what, what I am, let's say like that, what I'm preaching, that's what I'm against. But automatically you do this because you see your ideal types of clients see that as well. But the I, reason I think, is- Yeah, well, when you, yeah, when, you, yeah. when you achieved enough, that's the first stage, the external one, and then you know yourself, that's the second one, you don't have to use the proof in self-improvement anymore. You don't have to justify yeah. yourself. You express yourself. You discover. You have nothing to prove anymore. Yeah. Which brings across the message in a much more holistic way because that was the former you. That was the former Rowan. Fantastic. Makes you more human. But why do you still want to prove yourself that you, you can, that you can get ripped, that you can run so much, that you can run half a minute. They did this like, yeah, it's fine yeah, as yeah. a choice. You, but you did that already, right? It's proving, justifying, clinging, chasing, forcing, taking. Exactly. All ego stuff, right? All thinking, I need to do this to get clients. And from the moment that I was telling myself, you know what? You spend a lot of money on coaching. But you are not really following everything. And that's for a reason. It's not because I'm stubborn. Yeah, okay, I'm stubborn, but in a different way. Yeah, definitely I'm open for coaching. But I realized inside of me, there was a voice I was saying, stop listening to what others say to you. Just create how you see your ideal business, your ideal self, how you want to be seen in the world, what you want to bring on the table, right? And from the moment that I slow but steady let go of i need to follow them because they are successful and they have all the scripts and everything i shifted to no i'm going to create from what i feel this is my intuition telling me what i should do what I, my opinion is what a real pure man is all about right F following what he's feel and also justifying sometimes with his mind to make sure that there's the right balance instead of just only mind work and then endlessly 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 feeling super empty lonely unfulfilled and that was huge 
that was so crazy and still i'm still in the process and it will be a never-ending journey of course but what i've thank, seen thank god thank god yeah, right? yeah thank god yeah. <laughs> otherwise it would be boring <laughs> but then it, it was just crazy because i now see way faster that people are just copy pasting super insecure just always it's crazy right search. like once you start yeah. to care about yourself people see that you care and you serve more people once you realize it's not about you anymore you don't have to prove yourself and you dedicate yourself to something i mean i just met a guy and maybe if listen to the podcast like you know i could i could sell the guy in my program but now i'm just tuning in like is this really what the person needs nah he needs a productivity coach and he is an ex-military person so if he does an effort to say like yes phil thank you so much please introduce me i'm going to introduce him to you bro because you're oh, what he needs ahead. and you can serve him in the best way possible. And I'm sick of settling for less. I'm sick of settling for less in terms of impact. I'm si sick of minimizing myself. I'm sick of beating myself down, not trusting myself, not loving myself, not celebrating the gratitude. I'm just sick of that. Yeah. And, and, and that self-esteem, that's the biggest gift, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what nobody can take away from me man that's self respect yeah, and that integrity oh my god you can give me all the money in, in exchange for that no man i can look myself in the mirror and be proud of myself man yeah man 100 and that's in my opinion the guys who will be a long-term player right i've seen so many guys make shit ton of money real quick but you see they are full of lies they are so insecure they are okay with 50 percent success rate yeah for me that's like a no-go i'm only wanting the best for my clients this is also a bit of my military sergeant mindset like yo if you join me you are part of the team forever so i'm mm -hmm. not going to let you go of course after a couple of months and we're done with coaching but you will still be a brother for life mm -hmm. where when necessary i will be there for you and i see in the industry it's like quick money i don't give a shit about my clients if i get money it's okay and you know what's very me. prevalent? And I was a dear Pearson Martin, and also for you. I noticed this when I was a productivity coach, high performance mentor. You did also the same thing. The easiest people to sell to are young, insecure boys with no father figure, and they have no masculinity in their life. They will buy yeah. everything. Yeah, and there's yeah. so many marketeers who sell them like, this is what you need, this is what you need, you know, and they see as a father figure and they're so easily misled. It hurts my soul, but it happens so much, especially in the pickup seduction industry. They are just being misled. Yeah. And I noticed this. <laughs> And people come to me like, I want to set goals. I want to be spent. I want to develop habits. I notice the patterns that it's often men who lack masculinity, lack father figures, lack uh, strong father figures in their life. I saw it all the time. Well, it's a, it's a common trend what I see with most of my clients. And most of them have like a father figure, but especially the lack of emotional connection mm -hmm. is, is huge. Like, I, I come from a divorced uh, family, mm -hmm. and for me at the moments that I needed my father, he wasn't there. And that's okay, but now he is definitely there for me. Every single week we have a call, but we are like deeply connected, like emotionally connected. And then when we see each other, we hug, we give a kiss, like really deeply connected. My friends say, hey, the bond that you have with your father, that's beautiful to see. For me, that's just a mirror, like, and maybe you should fix your shit first, right? And I see that with almost everyone because most of our, like, let's say, the deaths of my clients so from my age, I'm 27, let's say the 50, 40 year olds, 
they've been teached to work hard, provide for the family, and then you're a really good man. It doesn't matter if your wife then wants to leave at 40 years old or don't want to have sex anymore. And that's not your problem because that's her problem. You provide it for the family. You work hard. So she needs to fix that. And for me, that's like mind blown because it's his responsibility to also make sure that he's emotionally connected with his wife, with his children, so that he can be a powerful father who can show them what a man is, how to protect, for, protect and provide for the family, and also give the right direction and in the seduction way to the wife so that it's always a really strong relationship. And it's not that it's only for the man, of course. I'm not like the typical old school guy, but I truly believe it definitely from that old school thinking, there's a lot of things, truth. And yeah, also one thing that I, that I dive a lot into is like, and, and I'll use the word submit here, but it's a voluntary submission that a woman voluntarily submits to a man leadership because sometimes a woman wants to trust that the man has the vision in mind, can protect, you know, but that also is a man whose leadership is strong enough, whose vision is yeah. strong enough. And then you have a great energy of a woman who can let herself be free, express, be in the moment, also be a bit more emotional than the man and really say like, yeah, my, my guy is leading me towards a mutual strong vision. Yeah. And also, if I look at my own relationship, it's exactly like that. And she also puts me back on two feet in terms of like, when she's in the moment, she's emotional. It also makes me a bit of emotional. I feel like, okay, hey, this is being a human as well. Deeply having that connection, being on the same wavelength and just be there for each other, showing a bit of vulnerability. Like, listen, I'm not emotionally unavailable. So I just keep crying and, and a hug. But more than that, and what you then see is you will be way more fulfilling. Like if I look at myself in the last three years since my relationship, I've been a total different person in the best way. Most guys change and they become submissive to the girl because they are like super simping mm -hmm. on, on everything, right? They're settling they, down, yeah. They, yeah. And for me, it was the opposite. Like I always tell her. Because she's telling me, oh, you've grown so much. I'm just right now in the moment that I'm struggling a bit. Please don't walk away like that insecure stuff, right? And I said, listen, you made me the man I am right now. Because you showed me unconditional love. And that whatever choices I made, whatever direction I was searching for, and you're always supporting me. Without that, I was still searching for something. With that, I now know what my mission is, what I want, what I want to create in this world. And without you... Probably would happen, but took me way more time because the only thing that I really need is someone who unconditionally loves me and shows me what real love is so that I can give it back, but also really stand in my personal power and the moments to yeah, execute on the things that yeah, need to be done. Yeah, what I think is a very powerful combination is if the woman voluntarily submits to a man's leadership and then a man devotes himself or commits himself to his mission, to his values. And then you have a woman who also loves you being on a mission, supports you and just get aroused by that. And you have that kind yeah. of combination. Yeah. That is that is very powerful. Super man. powerful. Yeah, super powerful. It makes, it makes everyone better in life because you only need to have one person to believe in yourself. Everyone says you need to have yourself to believe in yourself, of course, but one man is no man, in my opinion. This is the same thing I had this discussion and I think it's <laughs> bullshit. I had a talk about it with Alison Armstrong. You should read the book, by the way, uh, Queen's Code and Keys to the Kingdom. You also love it. I think it's bullshit that everything that you want from the world, you can give it to yourself. I think some things you can get from interaction with the world and other people. 
Exactly. Without relationships, life is worthless. Yeah, we are social creatures. I mean, what makes a? I mean, you're you're an attractive guy, no homo, and <laughs> uh, you dress well and stuff. You must have a lot of female attention. What makes you then commit to a woman? Because I could get that your girlfriend is a bit jealous because you're a good-looking man. You're making enough money. You dress nicely. Yeah. You're still young. <laughs> yeah, really good question. So for me, part of my story is I was always an insecure man, like really insecure. I was I was too nice for women, too much respect for women, and I still have. But back then, especially in that young age, they are not looking for guys who have respect for them. They are looking for guys who are like a bit dominant on them, mm -hmm. right? Especially in that phase. So for me, it was like, you know what? I'm not going to take the first leap. I just see what life will bring. And I'm just focusing on myself. Fortunately, I'm not the ugliest person in the world. So I got two times in a relationship after six years, broke up and now found another one like real quick. And for me, I always valued finding someone to really create something. Like I never, I, I've never been a guy who was chasing women just for quick fucks. I, I was quite nice in that situation. And I was always insecure about that. Like everyone's doing it and why I'm not doing it because it's not really ugly, right? But it also made me the man who I am right now and also made my mission even stronger. Because if I look at myself, my true mission is to make men and women basically help them stand on their personal power so they can become better leaders, inspire others, leading by example, but also really making sure, and this is the most powerful point of it, is that then less divorces happen so that less children will stand alone with split families because that was my situation. And I love them for making that decision because that makes my mission so strong and makes me so strong as a man. But now I want to make sure that when people are really authentic to themselves, stepping in their own personal power, they make the right decisions. Because if you are insecure, if you're not really knowing who you are, you're in a relationship and you're identifying yourself with a relationship until you wake up and then you probably have children and then your children are the ones who are sacked and have a problem, right? And because they can have an emotional or mental problem years later. For me, everything worked out well. But still, if I can fulfill this mission to help men and women step into the personal power by first focusing on men and also on the women, then I honestly believe that less children will be left alone. Because I was not a fuckboy, let's say like that, I truly know why relationships are so important. I've been in a six-year relationship now, three and a half years already. And for some reason, I'm really good at it. But that also makes my coaching and, and everything that I preach more powerful about talking about men and women and the connection between both to make it super strong. Yeah, because a lot of yeah. people in your coaching industry, if you talk about the uh, seduction, masculinity, etc., they say, work on yourself, build yourself up, fuck some women, learn how to approach women and just live the lifestyle and just think about settling down in mid-30s because then you will be the status symbol that has a lot of options. You know this story, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's, I get why they say this, but they... Yeah, my, I never really truly believed in that. I never really aligned with that. And also, they also probably don't believe that you can be friends with women. I truly believe if you can open yourself for friendship with women and not going out for dinner every single week, but just have a good connection and, and talk once in a time. I truly believe that you can connect way better with like the feminine side of you, which can be super powerful to help more people.
And this is actually that something I experienced myself because I was never a fuck boy. So I really mm-hmm. always took a distance from women so that I make sure that I don't fuck it up. I fucked it up twice in my previous relationship because I was that insecure. I was that guy who was like, yeah, I need to be that alpha. I was also fucking around stuff like that. After breaking up with the relationship, I realized, no, this is not who I am. This is not what I stand for. I'm going to do things differently. Talking from the truth from the day one till the end. And also opening myself up to women. And this is something recently happening, opening up way more because I really felt like I could spread, I want to spread more love to women and not in an intimate way, in a sexual way, but more like I have so much self-love. That sounds maybe crazy, but so much self-love. And I see they lack a lot of self-love. So I want to give it to them so that they can rise up, be super powerful women with a strong man on the side, strong family, happy children, strong children, right? Something like that. And it's definitely di- difficult for her or not difficult, but more like uh, new because mm. most of their girlfriend, her girlfriends have boyfriends who are like scrolling on socials, liking chicks uh, while their own girl is insecure. Mm. And in my opinion, focus on putting your girl in a power in, a, in the limelight so that she can shine, so that she can shine a feminine on you and you will be a m- way more powerful man. But what most men do, they lie about their desires, they hide them because they are afraid to see confrontation or to hurt them or whatsoever. And then this is like a coping behavior and then they cheat because they stack up this like internal desire so much. Well, for me, it's like I'm opening up for women in a good conversation, having a good chat, dinner or whatever, but always showing my girlfriend, like, listen, or telling her like, hey, I went on a dinner with a girl just having a good conversation, just on a friendship, on a business level. And that's it. Nothing weird to say. You can check all my messages. And what happens is first, it's like a bit of insecurity, but then it's like, yo, I trust you fully because you always tell me everything. And for me, that's something I don't see often. And that's why I just want to be all in with that. Because that's a bit of that rebel inside of me who wants to do things differently, right? I don't just want to follow the crowd and go with those like weak mindset man things like you need to fuck around till you're 30, then settle, and then you're a cool high status value, whatever mm-hmm. man. For me, how I value man is a bit of like a, a boy, boy pronoun, let's say like mm-hmm. that, because it's bullshit in my opinion. You know, I've also grown in this aspect because I know, you know, so much in relationship has to do with self-awareness and communication and and choosing for yourself with an openness for the partner to be curious about your perspective and their perspective. So many times when I had a fight and it's also sometimes when you talk about certain things or things happen in the bedroom, there's something about this intimate setting that also makes it more intimate and more personal. And what happened so much with me in the past is that you just turn sides, right? Cold shoulder. You don't talk, yeah. right? That internal shit starts and you don't talk it out. And then you create a story like, I'm not going to put up with a black and white conclusions all the time. And now I'm like, no, no, we have to talk about this. There's still some talk and you don't have to resolve this, but we have to talk about it. Yeah. And then we can sleep about it and reflect them with fresh sleep. But to leave these things unresolved or fester and not talk about it, it's not healthy. And you don't, you don't, talk about this from like pain and hurt, but you do talk about this is going on in me right now. This is something that I may be associating or maybe this, this brings me back to this. And how do you feel? And you can still create a dialogue and connection that way. 
It takes courage, man, because in the yeah, past yeah, I was just turning, yeah. you know, sulking, you know, going away, not talking, <laughs> the silent treatment. You can cut through the tension in the room. Do you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and it's one of one of the many reasons why I do what I do because in my previous relationship I had situations like that, but it was also because of that I was hiding my truest desires, and that was also why it's okay that the previous relationship is is done. But I realized that from day one, I just need to spread everything what's on my mind, what I feel. And if she then is not aligned with that, hey, that's okay, then we are not really the match for life. Mm. And with that mindset, for me, everything shifted because it was like, you know what? It's not that I need you right now. It's not that I need a relationship, but we, we click so well. Uh, the connection is super powerful and like really intimate, but also like that internal, yeah, pull and 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 yeah just an attraction was there so why not experience it and but from that moment every single time so you know what i'm just going to be real if you don't like it that's okay just think about it if you still don't like it hey cool there might be guys who want to lie to you and you you like it i'm not going to lie to you about mm -hmm. nothing even not your shoes whatever mm -hmm. i see you <laughs> for who you are because you want to see me for who i am right mm -hmm. and then you get less tension. Of course, there will always be situations yeah. and it was a bit tense, but you know, okay, now it's time to have a conversation and then it's settled. Because most of the time, it's something small or something, yeah, we are humans, we can make mistakes, we say something differently than it uh, was intended to. So the more you do it, I truly believe that will make a strong man. If you would be someone who's more emotional or sensitive or, you know, you take care of emotions, I mean, this is definitely a working point for me and I got better at it. How do you respond when your girl is so much in her emotion and sometimes you get drawn into that negative emotion? How, how do you stay strong as a man, listen to it and not get sucked in that negative emotion yourself so you get in a negative state? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That you can still be yeah. connected and have the empathy but not be drawn into that swamp of negativity so you can't provide the space or the strength to be there. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question too. I cannot really explain it because I honestly think this is like a skill I learned in the military. It's, mm. it's working really well, but also against me. But I had the same situations where like having coaching, like one-on-one -on -one coaching in real life with women. And then I also realized, like, for example, last week I was an NLP practitioner, master, uh, NLP master practitioner, of course. And I had the same thing. Like I was feeling all the emotions inside of me. I was like, what, what's going on? But from that moment, when we just say to ourselves, hey, this is not for me, right? Hey, this is something for her. And it's, of course, mm. easier said than done. But the more that we can shift it, like, hey, okay, what I'm feeling right now is for her. That's mm. not for me. In that case, it's easier to channel yourself from that and say, hey, okay, I'm going to give it a bit back to you so that I can provide better for you. Because it's, of course, good that we, we show empathy and really feel it and be there like in sync but it needs to be on a, on a certain level that we are not overloaded because mm. of course at that moment we can't provide anything more and then we are both in that situation like shit we feel uh yeah shitty about it so that's what i always try to do like look at it from a objective point of view but like it sounds maybe weird if i express it but i mm. see it just like okay you're the subject right now and i just Take a stand from, from the sideline and look at it, listen at it, 
And then I try to see, okay, what moment I need to jump in to just feel it. And yeah. That is why the charge of the mission is so important in the man, because you want to have the charge just when somebody drains you or takes energy from you, you're charged yourself. But if you empty yourself, you're going to be depleted and you're going to malfunction. Exactly. And that's why it's important to, to have that balance where you can just shut yourself off from that emotions. And so you can now start to be just uh, focused and grounded without emotions. And what time should I like pull on the button and say, okay, now I'm just opening up for it. Just absorbing things. See that's like, like a sponge or how do you say it in English? Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, really making sure that it's not getting full or like super dry, which is not really absorbing any water maybe just a little bit but it yeah it just stays really dry like some the ones that been out in the sun for a while that you cannot really use anymore to really absorb mm-hmm. all the water yeah, yeah. like that mindset because then you know okay hey that moment i pull back this is for you now we need to see what's happening in the situation rational wise emotionally and, and, and I also think you shouldn't share everything with your woman. I mean, that's not, you can, you can compare, right? Like, you know, the pure man, sometimes I, I love to play with words. Mm-hmm. It's like purifying and it's sometimes purging, purging stuff out of you. And sometimes as men, we need to purge things. We need to smash things. We need to move things. We need to sweat. Yeah. We need to share with brothers. We have to go on adventures that can also help in, you know, yeah. expressing that and letting those emotions, energy emotions out. Yeah. 100%. Like, some areas in my life, I don't talk about it with my girlfriend because that's for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not that I lie about it. No. But it's more like some things we need to deal for ourselves. And we need to have brothers on our side who can be there and like a, give you a kick on the ass in certain moments. But also I have that like deep masculine bonding in a group. Where it's like a bro hack or whatsoever. And like, this is it, man. This is what I'm missing. Male space is like, I mean, I also got a bit bullied, but I'm also a bit thankful that I'm bullied because I need to learn how to defend myself. I need to learn how to deal with the less positive things of reality with failures. And there's something about these masculine things of like challenging each other, you know, and then building each other up through being challenged that is often not there in education, full of female teachers, full of feminized ways of viewing things. There's definitely some value in it, but I don't see a lot of, Father figures in the media and entertainment, male spaces, male bonding, besides maybe a, a male Wim Hof ice bad challenge yeah, or something, yeah. these things, you know, but it's missing. We need this as yeah. men also, you know, male spaces. Yeah, 100%. Like at the beginning, I focused mainly on men because I saw this is, this is a problem. Then I also realized when I was just taking steps into my own journey, like, no, uh, when I get really fulfilled, when I get really fulfilled is also when I'm helping women. So for me, it's like, okay, small shift in my journey happened. But one thing is super clear. I have one, like a brotherhood of men that will always be there. There will be always something I thought that would be my main focus. That's not the case anymore because I just want to only have guys in who bring a lot of value to the table, who are open to show vulnerability when it's necessary, but also to kick ass when it's necessary to get and what you see is like they become brothers for life, but also they talk about stuff. They can basically not talk about it in any space. And when you do that, when you have a space where you have like a safe haven of men, you will grow so much because now you realize those feelings that you have, other men have as well. So that's okay. And now you can express it in a different way. 
so that all other people get it as well so that you now you don't feel alone right because a lot of times exactly. like, we handle it we take care of the mission for our partner for the world so we can handle it we're independent but it's good to hear stories and feel connected that we're not alone yeah exactly exactly that because we we just carry a lot of pressure we carry we we all want to carry the the weight of the world on our shoulders and that's not what we need to do but that's what we automatically start to do because one that's just what society so society pushes to and that's okay it's also part of the mission right but if we don't have a mission and we still try to pull the weight on our shoulders and then that's a problem and if you then see like hey this is not for me you have your part i have my part and together we are pulling everything up then that's huge because you know hey what i need to do right now i cannot do it all by myself and who's here to help me and that's where yeah basically going back to the little principle one man is no man a team is always better than than one person that, that's something we always said in the military when we needed to do something one man is no man so we we'll always do something together always and that's so powerful because if you then look at society it's all focused on one man and that's why it's so broken because if you put two men together they're 10 times stronger than one man right and if you then focus on connecting those two together to other two men and then create a group yeah they can do so many things that yeah you 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 will see that it's a huge huge thing yeah sometimes it's seen as like weakness you know and you have to be stoic and carry it all yourself there is some value in it but we can be so much focused on impression that we don't express that we have so much ideas that we never express them I, I will i will delve a bit later into your journey which i found like interesting especially like online it reminds me of that story of the two monks in in uh, buddhism who were crossing the river and it was flooding and uh, one of the monks took the woman uh, and took her to the other side because she needed to get the other side for the village and then the woman is being dropped off and then the other monk normally they have a vow of silence says like oh my god you picked up that woman it's it's forbidden by your religion to do that and then the other monk said like what are you doing brother i put her on the other side side you're still carrying her <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so much baggage and so much stuff on it right and we act like oh yeah. we don't do something with it but at least you did something with it you transform it instead of carrying it invisibly or on the background all the time you know yeah. it has an effect 100 and, and that's what most what most men carry is what most people don't see that's yeah. also yeah we you you also know a lot of men high suicide rates stuff like that all because of this mm -hmm. no mission feeling empty always especially right now with feminism uh is, is like yeah. the hype of the last years yeah men feel like yeah i'm not necessary Toxic anymore masculinity, can, yeah. not, not, not useful uh, because exactly. like you're, but you're saying could be mistaken like men have to become more feminine no you can become more authentic vulnerable share but what often happens a lot of spiritual circus is how can you become a better man just become more feminine it's like no man also still yeah. needs some strong masculinity yeah. and women don't have to become it's so funny that the biggest feminists their ideal is to have standards based on masculine principles and they look masculine <laughs> that's yeah. little to do with femininity which i find yeah. so ironic you know yeah exactly that is it's the perfect balance between both and it's not like 50 50 but it's like whatever feels good for you, but also what the relationship you attract to, because the both energies and both persons, if you can make that a balance, you will have a really strong relationship. And if you as a man pull too much to the feminine side and your woman is too much masculine, 
it can work, but you will feel really left alone in society because you feel like you're not really fitting in. What are some and, myths you feel that radical feminism or feminism is telling to men and women right now that you know from the deep wisdom about masculinity, femininity and relationship, you know, not to be true? Yeah. So for, for sure, it's like that uh, a woman should be independent. That's for me, total bullshit. We never should be independent. Right. I'm not born to be alone. Right. A woman is mm -hmm. also not born to be alone, especially a woman's main purpose is to create children. Mm -hmm. make make yeah, make children and that's of course black and white thinking but uh, why do you otherwise have all these uh, tools in your body to create children right so that's one of the main things also it's okay when someone wants to chase certain positions in businesses i truly believe having in certain businesses more feminine roles can be perfectly fine But if we then choose roles based on gender instead of competence, mm -hmm. then that's yeah. a huge problem. So for me, that, that like equality thing, and that's of course not only for femininity, but also for everything, like mm -hmm. black, white, and everything. Mm -hmm. I always would love to work with someone who is the most competent person. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And not the most black guy or the most female person. I am by no means racist yeah I believe in people everyone. in personal responsibility yeah. and people their power you know like i won't have the obligatory indian obligatory black person but i love to have one and empower them to show them like yeah you can create your future i'm not discriminating on these kind of things but i'm not going to let somebody in just because because they just you also know that you get the best results when someone works for it you know and actually yeah. takes action than just giving it to them uh, and letting them in for free you know exactly and also but that's just my personal value and maybe also from my personal experience and people might say yeah because you're white you can say that but that's my opinion mm. the bullshit but the thing is i would never take a position position based on my gender my color that you didn't earn right <laughs> yeah because then it feels like okay cool i have like the golden ticket to have this job no please work for it so that you can basically create better jobs instead of using something different like in my opinion that's a bit of like the victim mindset like yeah because i have this i am obliged to have that because i no. complain i get it and this is not just about me talking like how far does complaining in life get you how far do you have personal ownership how many lives <laughs> have you changed by inspiring yeah. others to complain compared with people who despite negative things they can still tackle things but they choose personal power take responsibility build up communities really think about it and how much is is politics and ideology focused on creating enemies polarization setting you up and how much are you actually building up your personal power sovereignty exactly. yeah. think about that how you're being used <laughs> and what is the biggest influence you can make exactly man because for sure i truly believe that businesses should be tested to see if they don't pull some racist bullshit mm -hmm. for sure that's really good because if they do it fuck them mm -hmm. right i don't yeah. I, i i don't like companies like that but If I look at myself, I needed to create everything myself. Nothing is given. Yeah. It was not the best situation in, the, in, in my youth. And I created on by myself. Yes, I may be lucky that I'm white. But the thing is, it all starts from the moment you are born. And what I see is like the politics, news, everything puts a narr narrative that we are so different from each other. So the moment you're born, your community is saying to you, like if it's like in a black environment or whatever, 
like, hey, you are one nail behind because those white guys, uh, they don't want to in, in their life. Some fit, some are like that, but they are also fucking problems. When did you hear about Black Lives Matter? When is the two times you heard from it? Just before the election when they had to get yeah. the black vote. Where is the Black Lives Matter now? It has gone. completely gone. <laughs> yeah. You have forum of democracy. I would call it the right conservative party. Yeah. Oh my God, Baudet, etc. is a man. Let's say that forum of democracy now would have a female leader. Do you think all the feminists would love it? That that right, so-called extreme right conservative party finally has a women president? No. Why? Because it's about ideology. It has nothing to do with identity. If there's a black yeah. person who comes for that party, oh my God, a black person, right? No, 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 no. The ideology is racist. Even if it's a black person, then you see it's not about identity or about equality. It's about using these things to keep people occupied and keep people estranged from each other. Yeah. And also, where, where is Afghanistan now, right? Where, where is that uh, now? Like, okay, now <laughs> we are gone and uh, we don't talk about it anymore. For me, that's also it. Because I saw Isn't it, it funny like that all yeah. the time, like Pim Fortuyn and other people, fascist, you're fascist, you're against immigration, you're a fascist. And now I see literal fascist things being implemented and nobody on the left is calling yeah. anything <laughs> fascist. Like, hello, no, actually stuff is happening. That is a bit of the minister for it. You know, so again, that is like, it's not about what someone says. It's about who says something. Oh, a white person says it. Oh yeah, then it's bad. But that's judging someone on the color of their skin. What is that? That's racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I see horrible stuff happening to a white person or a black person, I, I think it's horrible stuff. <laughs> In yeah, general, yeah. like I'm yeah. going to think it's repulsive on both sides. And I'm not denying that there's racism, but just look at how it's being used. All the mainstream institutions, communication scandal, I'm going to make a video about it. Every mainstream institution ends up doing the exact opposite of what it was meant to do. Education keeps you dumb. Communication channels shut down communication. Banks steal your money. You know, all, 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 <laughs> all the stuff that we have right now, healthcare keeps you sick. All the stuff does the exact opposite. They don't create bigger, better, healthier, stronger, more fulfilled people. No. Keep it independent, triggered, anxious, stressful. And that's where our tax dollars goes to. It's so sad. So that is why I believe in, in movements and in values and communities and going local and going back to the basics and connecting more human connection i mean we, we yeah. talk right now more human connection instead of digital connection yeah 100 like i just got a meeting with a guy i it's like a friend who was like a local gym and we just had a conversation on the same kind of topics like we had and it just felt really good without any judgment we're like hey, we are open for everyone but we also need to connect more because that just feels good and not in terms of like trying to pull ourselves deeper into the rabbit hole, but more like, hey, this is what I feel. Do you feel the same? Well, okay, cool. We share some values. What do you think about X, Y, Z? Hey, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And that's just normal conversations. I was a person who would never argue with someone because I felt like this is a waste of my time. And now I'm the total different side. Because the thing is, if you don't have an argument, they always think that what they feel and think is the truth. And you don't have to prove you're right. But if you don't say what you feel or think, then you just keep everyone blind. And then when they come to you, say like, you are different, fuck you. <laughs> you never talked about it. So yeah, yeah. of course they think about it. And that's the more you speak up, the more that you just have normal conversations. You speak up with like no ex expectations yeah. of changing someone. 
And that's how life should be. We don't have to be always aligned 100% with what we do and believe. That would be boring, right? We just You know what I find to- interesting about you? And sometimes I was like looking at it like, oh my God, Rowan, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? You know, because your whole journey is like a year, year and a half. You were like, when you were on social media and I respect the hustle implementing, you were like changing <laughs> your bio and banner every fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 Then it's leadership, then it's productivity, then it's this, then it's this. But I kind of like value it that we're willing to do the whole like, implementation and feedback stage that not a lot of people are willing to do yeah 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 that was me man <laughs> and yeah i just see it as like like a funnel especially mm-hmm. when i be- began like on the top of the funnel and slow but steady fat has been shattered and slow but steady it's easier to slide down and every single time i see something and it's not like okay especially the beginning was like shiny objects and doing 100 but now it's more like pulling myself away from my mind and more mm-hmm. into my feelings. And the more that I do that, because I build a really strong trust in my, my gut and my intuition, it's like, okay, boom, this is the path I need to follow. And then some experiences happen, which is like an acknowledgement, like this is the right move I take. And I didn't think about it. I was just feeling what I needed to do, went all in with it. And it's super interesting because I think I have 10,000 uh, headers on Facebook and uh, pictures on socials mm-hmm. where it's all different, all different text. every single time thinking that that would be the golden key, but the golden key is just taking action and then seeing like, what's the thing that's not really aligned, making small adjustments, asking people for feedback. Uh, I sent you also a ton of messages in the last year as well. Like every single time was something like that. And be open-minded for the feedback because every feedback is good. doesn't mean you have to do something with it. But if you are like stepping in ego, like this is what I should do. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, fuck you, then you will not grow at all. And for me, it was like, if I, I want to fulfill my mission and journey, I always need to be open for feedback from people who I see do something better than I do at this moment. And if I don't ask for feedback, even if it's free, free or paid, whatever, doesn't matter. That's something you can use. And that How do you stop your shiny object syndrome? Because I yeah. know you're a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, and a curious, yeah. And a curious motherfucker yeah. in terms of consuming yeah. everything and being all over the place. Yeah, man. That's a, that was a difficult journey because I'm a military sergeant, so I've been learned structure, discipline, things like that. But that's just not my natural state. My natural state is super passionate about everything and that's very easy to get into like shiny object syndrome what i needed to do is go into my stubborn ways and fall a lot like hit my fucking face a lot and every single time I was like go back to the drum but thinking okay what's going wrong and then remove one thing and then slow but steady what helped for me what most guys do with goal setting is like set five or six goals and what I realized for me, if I set five or six goals, I'm just going to do shiny object hopping mm. between those goals. And I will never really achieve one of them. Throwing shit on the wall and hoping that something yes. sticks. Yes, exactly that. And for me, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to make one focus, one goal. And I make a shift of what kind of projects do I need to set up, create, finish to achieve that goal? And what kind of identity do I need to adopt? to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. So then as like an identity thing could be going to the gym three times a week, but then just focus on the input, not on losing mm-hmm. 10 kilos or whatever. It's like, okay, t- 
taking a day off on the weekend is helping me make X amount of money. Chilling with my girlfriend is helping me, making me X amount of money. So everything about that, about the identity and project path, helped me be really aligned with everything what I do is focused towards that goal. Even if it's not right business at this moment, it's still aligned to help me focus towards that goal. And if I didn't hit it, okay, I just needed to make some small adjustments in those two things without hoping all the time. Yeah, I call it the hits in my, I still have my high performance stuff, the hits, the high impact tasks. And a lot of times, if you want the secret of planning, that's simple. You want to plan maybe 50% of your available time and make sure you keep your promises and then have the ability to give you more or stop earlier. And you just put what I call container blocks around something. And you know, what if I consistently do this will move the needle and you just put a framework of, oh, Monday morning, I'm going to do client calls. Or I'm going to do this. And broad enough that it's interesting, but then you don't have to decide it every time. What do I want to do when I want to do it? People overplan, their expectations are too big, too much pressure on themselves, and they don't have a clear structure of what to do when. That's one of the biggest exactly. tips that I give. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And especially for the Chinese object syndrome, it's like making a decision. Making a decision makes you a better man. Doesn't mean that this is a decision for life, but that commitment you make to one thing. It will make a huge shift in your personal power, in your insert, in your self-esteem, in the way you view yourself. Because now it feels like, whoa, I'm committed to something and I'm actually doing it. What can I do more? Yeah. And you know this. I noticed this in my high performance and productivity journey. And a lot, of, a lot of productivity coaches are ENTJs and very structure-oriented. Didn't you feel at the end that the structure was controlling you instead of you controlling the structure and you were putting so much weight and structure on you? And then at a certain point, asking you like, whoa. Why does it feel so heavy while I keep on putting the structure on my back and breaking my back? <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. Like <laughs> this is something, and this is this is funny because I teach a lot of like structure, right? Mm -hmm. But I realize like I'm really creative. A creative person and extreme structure is definitely not working together. Because I had moments, like months, where my creativity was done, was gone. And I realized, like, okay, people come to me for structure. They say, hey, former military sergeant, I need structure. But the most beautiful thing is I can give them both. I can give them insane structure if they really need it, like those guys with some, like, autistic traits. With your crazy really planner that I yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly that. So, and that's also funny because <laughs> I created my own planner because I just couldn't work with the other ones. And that's <laughs> funny because of that. Like, because otherwise I would just jump on you have one your crazy tracking system. Yeah. All these <laughs> things. It's, 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 it's super. Yeah. It's super funny because I, I thought I just created for my clients, but in reality, I created this because I needed this the most mm -hmm. because I, I can easily teach structure and I can hold you accountable easily. But if I use this for myself, it didn't work. And that was weird. I was like, dude, I'm the coach who's teaching this, but it wouldn't work for me. But then I realized I'm not exactly like my clients. Some mm. would be yeah, working very well on it. Some definitely didn't. And for me, creating these tools, I realized I also did like the strength finders test. And my, my number one strength is competition. And now I realized I created this tool to create competition with myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and all these things, now I was like, whoa, okay, my five strengths are all my tools. And every single tool was 
basically focusing on one of these strengths. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it. It was like, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, now let's I... also be real. I'm going to talk to all productivity coaches and for everybody who listens to this and want to have more, more discipline and commitment. And every, every freaking coach is a freaking hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't follow their entire teachings. So all those productivity coaches, they say, plan your day, do this, do the quadrants, do this, hit it like this, and the Pomodoros. Yes, they can do it, but I promise you they're not doing it all the time because you can't keep <laughs> it up. So if you can keep some of these things up and they work for you, that's more than enough. That's fine. Because they, they do this image like, oh, efficiency machine, right time journal, the the next day, this and this, plan this, buffer blocks. Yeah, I know I do a lot of this, but to keep this up all the time, yeah, I'm partly a hypocrite because I can't keep all of this up. And most people are this way. Exactly. You, you need to have flow in life, man. You cannot create flow by making yourself trying to be a robot. You also exercised a lot. Didn't you notice that by doing less and leaving more spo uh, space to just relax and feel like, do I feel like going to the gym and just following all your spontaneity and then maybe crushing it in the gym that you look maybe a bit less, but not a lot less, like when you went to the gym every yeah, freaking day yeah, and crushing yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always say to my clients and to everyone I talk to, Focus on one thing you're naturally good at because every principle can be applied to almost every area. So for this with the gym, if you take a bit time off in the gym to more relax and, and, and rest, see what it will bring. Because you can use the same principle in your business and what you will see, you'll be way more focused in the work that you do. You get way more stuff done and also better results while doing less. But we put always so much pressure on more is better and I know more is less. It depends on what kind of situation. But sometimes we just need to go to a space or area where we're naturally good at or it feels really easy for us. And then just test some things. And then try to use that same principle in business, in relationships or whatsoever. And you'll see it's almost the same. But of course, a different outcome in a different area. But it is very easy then to use that in other this is also why know thyself is so important because my definition of scaling is doing more of what you love to do and less of what you don't like to do you don't yeah. have to become a copy of a copy when you do things more there's only three things you should do one thing that brings a return on investment sometimes as a coach that's money that's what you're naturally good at or that what you love to learn Exactly. All the stuff you should purify and get out because it's not serving you the mission that you have. And then I had a system in high performance. You have this way back in the past, I had a model that was called be brave. And the first B E stands for beliefs and experience. Your beliefs influence your experience and your experience influences your belief. And then you have brave, which is the attitude, be brave, yeah. you know, be bold. And brave stands for body, relationships, action, values, and environments, right? Yeah. And a lot of people have just one pillar in their life that they feed. And I then put it into 10 things like physical health, mental health, fun and recreation, social relationships, romantic relationships, spirituality, finances, career, etc. And when you put everything in one pillar and when then it goes away, it's like people who attach to their body relationship, their whole world crumbles down. But these yeah. things also influence other aspects in your life. So most high achievers, <clears throat> aka chronic overworkers, workaholics, but it just sounds better. They think that they achieve the best and show up the best by giving everything to their work, their business. But if you would also work on fun, recreation, spirituality, your relationships, it will also nourish that other aspect you want to excel in. 100%. Most of the time, people come to me for because they want to scale their business and I put them in another area. I, I just <laughs> say, listen, because... Yeah, I have five areas, which is character, which is all about the mindset mm -hmm. and course, all about spirituality, 
capacity is all about health, body, energy, then cash and connections. And if you then mm. focus on all of them, or at least one of them, and the rest is okay, you will see the rest will grow as well. And it's interesting to see people who can't scale the businesses, most of them when they focus on like their character, the business will grow tremendously. Most of the guys, only with focusing on that, their business will grow tremendously. And I think it's so funny because this is what I already knew when I was in the military. Like, I just think, thought about, you know what? Why are military sergeants so focused and aligned in stressful situations? Because they have the core areas on point. Okay, not all military sergeants had a relationship on point, right? Because they are cheaters, <laughs> a lot of them. That's like that alpha culture, what mm -hmm. I dislike about that. But the thing is, still, even if you have four of the five on point, that's more powerful than just only business mm. or a bit of health or just business and health, but the rest is off. You cannot lean on one or two pillars because if one breaks off, and most of the time there will be business, then you're so stressed, you're out of yourself, you don't know any, yeah, you don't know what to do, and you're just getting in that victim state most of the time until you are feeling like, shit, I cannot take it anymore, I need to take action. And then you go back. And if you are waking up clearly, you know, I need to fix my other areas. But most of them think, okay, it was a business problem, focusing on business as well. And for me, it's a shame that most of the entrepreneurs first need to really have like a burnout or a deep, deep mental breakdown to realize that only focusing on business is not the thing that will fix their problems. And I still see this often yeah. and I have to convince a lot of people and they don't believe it. And months later, they come to me because they had a breakdown. And then I think, okay, it's cool, but now you're too late. I told you so. I'm not sure if like, you're a psych psychiatrist yeah, 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 or something yeah. like that. But still, it's, uh, it's interesting to see because it's, in my opinion, the most, power, yeah, most powerful fundamental of your life, which if, makes it fulfilled as well. If people want to become a pure man, have a pure relationship, become better at pure performance, where can they find out more about you and all the work that you do? Yeah, so for me, it's mainly on my Instagram, dot, which is just basically my name. Mm. Yeah, I'm going all in on Instagram lately, so that's where you find the most uh, valuable information. There will be also links where you can see more about the products and everything that I do. But what I always say is when you see something that's interesting or also based on this conversation and you feel like, yo, uh, I have some questions about what, what you said in the, in the conversation, feel free to send a DM. I'd rather set the connection first and sell you at the, at the spot because mm -hmm. I only want to work with mm -hmm. people yeah. who I really value up front. Well, I see like I, this person can bring value to the table. This will be a fulfilling partnership because that's especially what we said at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What you said as well, like, hey, we can work with everyone, but that will be a shitty job. I'm not, mm -hmm. I've not become a coach to take your money. I've become a coach to make sure that you will make a tremendous transformation in your life. That's for me the most important value. But if I see that you're not ready for that yet, yeah. I will never sell you anything, even though it's easy. Last question that I have. What do you think of this quote? Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak times create uh, weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Yeah, I honestly think that's a, that's a super powerful qu quote. It's of course, also you have a book which is called something like that. The book is not really 100% aligned with what I truly mm -hmm. believe in. 
I'm more a fan of like the way of the superior man. Mm-hmm. I even have it just here because I'm rereading it. David Data, yeah. But, yeah, it's in my opinion stating way more about masculinity and what a man should be than that book. But I truly believe that you need to go through difficult difficult times first to really discover yourself. Like my pains in the past and my pains in the future will make me the man who I am. I see my pains as the most beautiful gifts that I got. Medals. Yeah, exactly. Also, when I'm speaking in front of a crowd, I always first tell like my accomplishments and then I say, don't listen to that bullshit. Yes, it's the truth. But what really makes me, and then I make a list of all my struggles because mm-hmm. I truly believe if you've been through a lot of struggles and you face the, the fears, the demons, and you know how to handle it, you will be a way better man, a person, coach, leader, husband, whatever, because you are not afraid to fa- face it, right? Because if other people don't do it, who's going to do it then? If you step up, proactively doing that, you will always be yeah, one of yeah, I want to thank you for being you and speaking your truth and opening up and creating strong men, strong relationships, healthier, happier, more fulfilled families. I love to have you in my network and I can't wait to see you build up your brotherhood. And thanks so much for being a guest on this podcast, Rowan. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a, was a blessing. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and support our mission of freedom of speech. With increasing restrictions on fundamental freedoms, we believe that now, more than ever, is the time for you to be an online coach or consultant and become independent from the system. That's why we created the Client Closer Academy. Learn how to consistently enroll clients and join a community of fellow free thinkers who value personal responsibility, speaking their truth, and making an impact. Find out more at clientcloser.com slash academy. Rant over.